Hello, Soul Tribe. Thank you for tuning in to a very special bonus episode of the Soul Concepts in 5D podcast. I am your humble host, Karuna Soul. This episode is inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement, more specifically inspired by the senseless murder of an innocent, unarmed black man in Minneapolis just last week by the name of George Floyd. I want to dedicate this episode to George Floyd and to all of the innocent, unarmed black men and black women whose lives that have been taken by the hands of hate, mental illness, and specifically within the police officer community. So I would like to begin this episode with just giving an actual background of what the Black Lives Matter movement actually is. I know you've seen the hashtag all around, and I want to just get out there exactly what Black Lives Matter represents. So it was founded in 2013 in the response to the acquittal of Trayvon Martin's murderer, George Zimmerman. Um, And Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter Foundation is now global. Also, not just here, but in the UK and in Canada. And their mission is to eradicate white supremacy and to build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on black communities by the state and by vigilantes. So that's where Black Lives Matter comes from. Complete oppression and basically a response to the mass genocide that is happening for the black community. Now, just a little backstory on me and where I stand in this whole matter. Um, I am a black woman. I identify as a black woman. My father is black and he was actually a police officer while I was growing up. Oh, the stories I could tell you about all of that, but I will not do that. This is not about me. Um, This is not about me. (laughs) So (laughs) I identify as a black woman. My mother is white. um, And definitely growing up, I was faced with a lot of identity issues because of those two contrasts. And if you're from Boston, which is where I'm from, you know the... uh, interesting kind of um circumstances of this because my mother who is a who is of irish and lithuanian descent is from south boston and my father who is of jamaican and bayesian descent bayesian being from barbados i've told people i'm bayesian before and they're like bayesian china like no barbados but anyway he's from roxbury which is a predominantly black neighborhood at least it was while he was growing up and I was growing up, gentrification's really changing everything around. Um, but South Boston was known for being highly racist. And Roxbury, like South Boston and Roxbury were the two neighborhoods in Boston that were like at arms, like completely against each other because Southie was predominantly white and Roxbury was predominantly black. So both of my parents come from these two different areas in Boston that were pinned against each other. Um, 
my mother is one of the most amazing people I'll ever know. I love her dearly. She has faced so much adversity. She is definitely my best friend, and I will never discredit or discount her. My mother's family is absolutely wonderful. My family, they're absolutely wonderful. I love them, and I would never discredit them. And um, with that being said, it's definitely been an identity issue for me for so long because I am literally the product of two opposing races coming together like black and white the two most opposed races on the planet being inside of one person and um, definitely not being accepted by the white community as white you know I can walk into a, a room full of white people and they will not see me as their peer because I'm not um, and also I growing up definitely experienced from the black community me not being um, accepted as being a black woman as being a black girl because I have a white mother I mean we can attribute it to the people that say Obama wasn't really isn't really black you know but when he was pres president he was like our black president so I'm just like saying all of this backstory about me just to like paint a picture of race and um just how highly fueled it is, just the issue and topic of race. And of course, we know why. And I'm only going to talk specifically about this country. We know why. You know, black people were taken from their homelands against their own will, planted here, and built this country off of their bare, whipped backs, point blank. So the fact that it's now 2020 and we're still experiencing a genocide of the black community is I don't even have the adjective y'all I really don't so I went to the protests here in Austin and in comparison to a lot of the protests around the country it was pretty tame I I feel like the most effective thing we really did was block the highway and if there's a police officer there's an awesome police officer listening. Yes, I, I was one of those people blocking the highway. Because you just have to do radical things sometimes to be heard. And like, I want to move into the rioting and the looting. I'm not going to sit here and tell people what to do. I have my views on these things. Y'all have yours. Um, I don't know. I'm personally not someone who resorts to rioting and looting off the bat but I understand that peaceful protesting we've been doing this for years and years and nothing is happening it's still continuing and it's becoming even more and more and more and more of a problem so I'm I'm literally just like pretty neutral on the subject at this point but I did just want to point out something to you and I'm keeping it within the country what was the Boston Tea Party the bourgeoisie the commoners rioting looting to overthrow an oppressive government and guess what happened just that we overthrew the monarchy and we became independent 
right? The French Revolution as well. Let's take it outside of the country. The bourgeoisie going against an oppressive government, rioting, looting, battling, fighting to get a result. And change really does have to be drastic sometimes. And like I said, I'm not inviting any kind of behavior. Like I, I really want to remain as neutral as possible just so I can not just speak to one type of person because I know it's not just one type of person that listens to this podcast. I want everybody to hear what I'm saying and formulate your own opinions from what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just a vessel, okay? But I will say this, I stand on the side of justice. I stand on the side of Black Lives Matter 1,000%. As a black woman in this country, I stand on the side of the oppressed. I am an example of the oppressed. And I wanted to talk about this all lives matter rebuttal that people say. And I know that a lot of people that say that don't have bad intention, that it's not that they're trying to put down Black Lives Matter, but a lot of people that say it do, okay? But saying all lives matter in retaliation to Black Lives Matter is dismissive and it's not solving the problem. Black Lives Matter is based off the fact that black people's lives are highly undervalued in a country that we've built highly undervalued, and are twice as more likely to have their lives ended in the hands of a police officer. So when you come back and you say all lives matter, you are being dismissive and you are a part of the problem. You know, it's like, look at it this way. You're sitting at the dinner table with your family and you, your family, everyone else in your family gets their food, right? And everybody has really full plates. And then you look over and you don't have any food on your plate. And you're just like, hey, I, I deserve to have food on my plate. And then your dad looks at you and he says, well, everyone deserves to have food on their plate. But they're over there eating and you're not. It's pretty much the same thing. So I know I just said I'm not trying to tell people what to do, but please, the people that rebut all lives matter with black lives matter, of course all lives matter. We're human beings. At the end of the day, we bleed the same. We we are born and we die, and that's that. Like we are human. We are the same. But you are being dismissive and being a part of the problem, okay? So please. Do not show your support by saying all lives matter. And if you're a heckler and like this is just something that you do, I just want to let you know. I just I just want to speak to the person that might be listening to this episode right now with a lot of hate in their heart and agrees with what's happening and basically are fearful of black people. Love black people black people's culture. Love, you know, taking the culture but are so fearful of black people because hate is spawned by fear. I just want to let you know that I love you and I'm so sorry that you are so broken. And I 
really hope and pray for you that you get the help that you drastically need. But I just want to let you know that I love you. I'm coming from a place of love. I'm so sorry you are so broken and you are so afraid of what beauty truly is and looks like. Nothing but love. And I want to talk about how I was just saying the appropriation of black culture. I mean, we see it all over social media. Um, white people love to act like black people. It's like Paul Mooney said, and I'm not going to, I'm personally not going to use the N-word. I don't really use it, period. Um, but Paul Mooney said, everybody wants to be uh, N-word, but nobody wants to be N-word. So I feel like that completely speaks to, you know, white people with appropriating black culture it's an amazing culture but to actually embody and be a black person in america y'all don't want to be that and a lot of you like don't don't really say anything have black friends love black people but when it comes down to it and like there are things that are actually happening you're silent and to be silent is to be on the side of the oppressor so in terms of the appropriation for black culture, I went to university and um, I studied communications and psychology, um, but specifically in communications, I studied cultural studies and media analysis, not really like broadcasting and stuff like that. My focus was media analysis and cultural studies. And one of the classes I took was called the science of shopping, where they break down how um, how brands or marketing firms know exactly how to sell to people, like how to get people to buy. And one of the modules was on, um, I forget what they're called now, but the people that like go out and scout people. There are people from marketing firms that would go, that do go out into the black communities and see what shoes they're wearing, what music they're listening to, how they talk, and then they bring it back to the marketing firms and market to people like in these ways. Like there's literally a science behind it. This is where a big part of where appropriation comes from, from marketing, from advertising. Because people know, people know what's up. And I want to focus more so on solutions rather than the fear um, because I do feel like we can't dwell in the fear. It paralyzes us in our purpose. And if you woke up this morning, if you're listening to this podcast, that means you're alive and that means you have a purpose point blank, period. And your purpose lies far beyond your limits. Your purpose expands millions and millions of miles. I mean, we affect people we don't even know that we affect, whether through the domino effect or now with, in the age of social media, people can really be looking up to you that you have no idea. Like, honestly, you guys, I and I'm not anyone who is extremely popular but I have received messages like dms from people that follow my social media and are like thank you so much you inspire me like 
and they tell me about their issues and like we have a little chat and they're just really appreciative for the work that I'm doing. And I would have never known that. And had I not fully stepped into my purpose and my, I feel like my purpose on this planet is to help people feel good under any circumstance so we can all actualize our purposes and our highest selves and really get to the truth of who we actually are, which is why I'm like spiraling into personal development at this point. You know, I'm like, I live alone, I'm single, like all I do now is just like focus on myself and developing myself so I can have like healthy relationships one day and a family, you know, but really to like live out my purpose. So you never know who you're affecting. And when you're silent, that person that really needed you to show up that day isn't getting what they need. And then their whole community is affected. It's a domino effect. So you may think that you don't matter, but you do. So I want to offer you, if you are an ally to the Black Lives Matter movement, if you are a white person or a person of color who is not black i have a couple of suggestions of how you can support the movement one is to speak up use your platforms use your social media if you're an artist make art like per like convey the message of equality convey the message of this injustice will not stand no justice no peace Use your platforms. Our voices are so loud now with social media. And yes, they get inundated because we're all saying something. But I will say that that doesn't mean nobody's listening. You have followers, right? That means someone's looking at your stuff. That means someone's listening. Use your platforms. If you see injustices, call them out immediately. Unfortunately, we can't call the police because a lot of the times it's, police brutality so who do you call right which is a really big reason why i really believe we need a complete a completely new system the system has never worked for black people and it will never work for black people so we need a completely new system call out the injustices when you see them and a really 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 big 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 way to support the black community and the black lives matter movement support black owned businesses Please, 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 I implore you, support Black-owned businesses. And it's very easy to find. You can literally Google Black-owned businesses wherever you live, and they're registered, you know? They're all over social media. Um, because, you know, power does lie in economic form. Although money is just energy in paper form, and we will do a whole episode on that, <laughs> Um money still speaks very loudly and it holds a presence in a room because that's the value that we give it, right? So if you want to help uplift a community, put your money into it. Support them by doing that. Um, yeah, y'all. I'm like really, I'm just really fed up with all of it as I'm sure absolutely every single one of you are as well so that's what we can do and obviously those those action steps that i just said don't just go for people of um for white people or 
um, people of color that aren't black, they go for the black community as well. Let's support each other. Let's call out injustices when he, you know, in the communities. Let's use our platforms and speak up, which so many of us are doing. And I am eternally grateful. So to end this episode, I'm really happy. I'm like very surprised I got through this whole thing without crying. <laughs> Because I've literally, I mean, I've just been really beside myself. Because I'm, I'm always thinking now, you know, what's next? Who's next? My cousins, like my two beautiful black boy joy cousins in their early 20s. <laughs> you know, Colombian, Yale educated, beautiful black men could very easily be next. My dad, my uncle, me. So it's not the best mindset to be in. And y'all know I'm like very big into mindset. So this is something that I just want to offer to everybody. I really do believe that change actually does start within. So which is why I'm like on the fence with the rioting because it's like these people need to change from within themselves for things to actually change. And when I say these people, I mean like the people in power currently. There has to be some sort of mass awakening within these people and you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, right? So someone has to want to change. And I think that we can be shining examples of that paradigm. And as you've heard me say many, many, many times before, that we cannot control our circumstances. We cannot control the outside world. We can't control what people do, what they do to us, what they do to our families. We can't control other people. All we can do is control our thoughts, which create our emotions, which spark our actions, and that give us our ultimate results. Because perception is very relative. Two people can be listening to this podcast right now and get two completely different messages out of what I'm saying. Because perception is extremely relative. So if you can change your perception of the world and have that domino effect on your community and the people around you and then they're doing it and then they're doing it and then they're doing it, I do believe that this can cause a very important part of a mass awakening and I don't think it's the only thing that needs to happen but I do think it's like the base of what needs to happen so to all of my beautiful lovely soul tribers out there that are feeling unsafe that are feeling really uncomfortable that are feeling outraged and really sad I want to offer you this thought and this is on the basis of what we were talking about before how it's really important to not be paralyzed in our purpose and fear paralyzes us we have to be able to continue to move and progress it's like the powers that be want us to be paralyzed they want us to get outraged and just act out and like not fulfill our purposes because that's how they can control us more so it's really important to be aware of that. So I want to give you a thought to imprint in your brain today and for whenever you want to use it to help you not get stuck so you can still continue on this path of 
development. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you are absolutely someone who is on a path to personal development. So here's the thought I would like to give you. I am safe. Say it as many times as you need to say it until you believe it, until it's imprinted in there, and it will spark different emotions, which will create different actions and completely different results for you. And that will be a domino effect on everyone around you, and then a domino effect of everyone around them. I am safe. You are divinely protected, and my heart breaks for our fallen members of the black community that have been sacrificed. Like these aren't even just murders, they're literal sacrifices to a cause of a mass awakening. So one could say, well, were they divinely protected? And that's a whole other conversation that I really don't feel like this is the episode to talk about, but I would be glad to do so. Um, but yeah, I am safe. I am safe. Just say it as many times as you need to do it and progress. Let's organize. Let's get it together. Let's just progress. Let us not be paralyzed in our fear, okay? So in honor of the many sacrifices that have been given to this cause, the genocide that's happening, I would like to read some of the names of the beautiful, unarmed, innocent black people whose lives were taken by the hands of a police officer. And I'm looking at this list right now, and these are just names from after 2015. Eric Garner. Um, or was that 2014? And it, my friends, is an extensive list. Extensive. So it would literally probably take me 10 minutes to say every single name on this list right now, and that just breaks my heart. So I'm just going to run through the list say some of the names, and as I'm saying these names, if you could just close your eyes and just think of these beautiful people, think of their families, and just send them love, and just send out any love that you can muster into the world. We really, really need all the love we can get, so... Eric Garner, John Crawford III, Tanisha Anderson, Akai Gurley, Tamir Rice, Tony Robinson, Natasha McKenna, Frank Smart, Philip White, Eric Harris, Walter Scott, William Chapman II, Jonathan Sanders, Joseph Mann, Freddie Blue, Albert Joseph Davis, 
Darius Stewart, Billy Ray Davis, Troy Robinson, Christian Taylor, Felix Kumi, Keith Harrison McLeod, Anthony Ashford, India Kager, Tyree Crawford, Jamar Clark, Richard Perkins, Janet Wilson, Wendell Celestine, David Joseph, Peter Gaines, Tori Robinson, Demarcus Semmer, Willie Tillman, Terrell Thomas, Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, Stefan Clark, Antoine Rose II, Pamela Turner, Dominique Clayton, Atatiana Jefferson, Christopher Whitfield, Eric Reason, Michael Lorenzo Dean, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd. Rest in power. Know that your deaths were not in vain. Know that we will do what we have to do to make things right. I believe in my heart we can make this right. Y'all be blessed. You are safe. You are loved. I'll talk to you next time.